Welcome to chapter 29 of our podcast. Today we reflect on our bike trip that landed us at the Foie Gras Museum. Yes, there's a museum dedicated exclusively to Foie Gras. And there was a surprise waiting for us when we went for lunch in Rocacourt. It's Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic. Uh, I have a question for you. Okay. Have I been watering a plastic plant for two years? It is not plastic. It's just incredibly resilient. Okay, no, you're, you, you, you must be playing a gag on me because that, that plant has not changed in two years. And I've been watering it, and I'm starting to think, okay, is the, where's Ashton Kutcher? Well, you're just not looking at it closely enough because there are blooms. You know, the it's little... the same two blooms. No, no, no. I, I've cut old blooms off. Oh. Yeah. Or so you say. I know I'm telling you it's a live plant. It, it just, it's so, it, it's, it's just. It's waxy. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's very waxy, it's... which is also another reason why I think it's plastic. It's not. It's not. It's just very happy. Well, sure. And... You'd be happy too if you were a plastic plant getting regular water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really... I think I may have to take a, a, a I may I may have to rip a leaf off just to prove it to myself because I still yeah do it, it fill knock my your, yeah fill, knock yourself out fill my boots yeah okay for sure all right so the heat is continuing here we've got company coming in a week and it looks like we're still going to be into like the thirty fives range it's really crispy and really no, crispy around here no rain no rain um, you know the the lawn is looking kind of sad. Yeah. And, and you know, we kind of knew that ahead of time. We just got lucky last year, but mm-hmm. it typically gets pretty crispy here in July and August. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why most people have pools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, exactly. But uh, there's rain. It's funny. We, we can see rain in the distance today, but it's just teasing us. Yeah. And we applaud clouds now. It's like, yeah. oh, it's cloudy. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. <laughs> when did that ever happen in our lives? <laughs> And, and, you know, the, the winters here are pretty wet, so, you know, we're dying to see some sunshine by the time we get around to April, but... Uh, we're sure getting our share. And, and they're making some... Geez, they have a weird way of looking at uh, energy savings here. I, well, I, you know, I think that's it's big in France, um, you know, looking at ways um, to save uh, energy. But it's, um, it's bad. It's all... Well, one of the the um, new laws that they have passed is um, a, a store will be fined if they have their air conditioning on and their door open. Okay, that makes uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, because that's a waste. That is a complete waste, and I think the fine is like seven hundred and fifty euros. Okay, that if, if that one caught. makes sense. Okay, right. What are some of the other ones? Um, if you've got electric lights. Uh, on your f- storefront, mm-hmm. they need to be turned off between one o'clock in the morning and six o'clock in the morning. At night. But who's shopping at one? No, but if you get an electric sign that has lights, mm-hmm. the idea is that it illuminates when it's dark. Well, it can illuminate from nine till 12 or one. So this is the way we're going to save money on little signs is to turn them off <laughs> when you need them. <laughs> Okay. Every little bit helps. The planet's in trouble. <laughs> okay. But it just it's sort of, I don't know. It's like you you can't go fishing if you use hooks. It, it makes no sense to me. But 
Okay, have at it. What? What are there any other dillies? No, no, those are the only two that I'm aware of that are new. Wow. So I wonder how many committees that had to go through to get passed. I don't know. I don't know. But as I said, you know, France is really big on, on, um, you know, making sure that that energy is preserved and nothing is wasted. Uh, you know, it, there's there's definitely a, a crisis, and they're trying to act on it. No, no, I get it, and and I do I do like the one about about the air conditioning. But I'm wondering if that applies to sliding doors. You know, like when we go to Intermarché or or any, I mean, they do close behind you, but they're open quite well, a bit. Well, you're not going to get fined for for it opening for three seconds. Oh, okay, I'm just I I don't know. I've seen stranger things here. So mm. hey, we uh, we discovered. Uh, another loop to our we're here almost two years and we just discovered right behind our house another loop to our walking path well we're so we're so routine you know yeah. we're, it's like okay we we know how to get to the castle we know how to get to the castle let's go to the castle and come home yes yeah. but you know they're very big on their walking trails here and so i i went on the website of rando 47 because 47 is our yep. department right and um they have a listing of all of the paths that you can take Brilliant. And how difficult they are and how long they take uh, to get from point A to point B. So I printed off the one that's uh, right behind the property. And it, it wasn't very well mapped out, but we figured it out. We did. We did. And so it, we took a right. Yeah, where we never would have even dreamed there would be a continuation of the path because it's it's almost like our path is on a, on a, a, a bastide hilltop uh, peninsula kind of thing, and there's not much room for two paths. But lo and behold, there it is. Mm-hmm. So we we discovered it, and it was it was really cool. We got to see some views that we'd never seen before. I will include them on the Facebook page. It's uh, Facebook.com/slash Jeff and Julie move to France, and yeah, well, this has been there the whole time. Totally new vistas and right behind our, our house. If, if we continue, like we could get from our house and walk all the way to the next village yeah. through, uh, through the forest. And I think that's about a two or three hour tour. Yeah. tour. <laughs> it's a big walk. Yeah, it's a big walk. But even this one now, uh, so we've extended it. So uh, what we were normally doing about an hour five, an hour 10 is now an hour 25. Yep. Uh, which is, you know what? That's a good walk for us. It's and, a good way to start the day. Yeah, and, and studies and surveys are coming out now, s- stating that you know a brisk walk really helps your your heart, your mental health, your mm-hmm. you know your total physical uh, shape. Uh, it helps you lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so eight to ten hours a week, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. If you walk eight to ten hours a week, and one thing that we see a lot are people that walk with those sticks. What's the purpose of those? So th- it's called Nordic walking. Right. It, it, it originated in Finland, according to what I read, and it helps improve it, your cardiovascular. Um, because your arms are now moving as well as your legs. Right. And they're carrying something, and they're they have a purpose. They do. They don't just dangle down. So you can you can really uh, um, you, you know get your heart rate up. Um, by using those sticks. So I I think we should look into that. Mm. It's not quite as goofy looking as the fast walkers. That's never happening. 
I'm not doing the, the fast walking with the funny hip thing. And no, no, that's never happening. No, but I think, especially when we're walking in the forest, not only will it, you know, give yeah. us a, that much more exercise, but it will give us some stability. Yeah. So okay. I don't know. I think I think you have to do that in person because there's probably different size sticks. Yeah, I wonder where you go for that. Like, I guess just, oh, you know what? Just a sports store would do it. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Well, we have a trip to uh, Ajon planned maybe one of these days, and we can go into our favorite little sports store there okay. and check it out. Sounds That's good. a good idea. I'd, yeah. I'd do that. As long as nobody's taking pictures, I'd do that because it does look a little goofy. I it looks like you're going to break into a ski. I think it looks goofy if you're doing it on a sidewalk. Yeah. That's true. We are in the forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'll give it a whirl. All right. Here's something that I won't give another world to, and that's another vaccine. That's enough. I'm done with the vaccines. This last one, we, we, we went for our fourth vaccine. That's enough now. It's enough jabs. And, and so, you know, we go to all the trouble of getting our carte vitale, which is our health card. And we make a book. Julie makes a, a booking to go to a pharmacy because they're no longer doing it at the hospital. And we head over, and it's a long way to this pharmacy. It's like it's like 20, 25 minutes each way. So we get in there, and the girl, she was nice and everything, but where's your paperwork? What do you mean, where's our paperwork? The call, we got the card now. So the problem is that when we got our first two vaccines plus the booster, we didn't have our carte vitale. Right. So our information didn't get re- registered into the, the, the French you, medical system. But you, th- you would have thought that it would have after we obtained the card. Well, you, uh, I would have thought that the QR code that we got would contain all the information, but it, uh, it didn't. It didn't. So we had to rush back home. Uh, <laughs> I was a happy pappy that day, I'll tell you. <laughs> and, uh, and and grab the paperwork, which we had well organized. Mm, and Thank God. And, and go back. And then the rest was painless. I would have been very tempted. I'm glad I wasn't in charge of that to just, oh, we got the card. Let's toss all this crap. I'm glad we didn't, but... Uh, you know what? I've learned that in France... Just keep everything. Keep everything. Keep everything. Keep your paper. Keep all your paper. Don't there, there. That's the... That's the... If you want... There's a takeaway from chapter 29. Keep everything. <laughs> Holy. So anyway, we go back. We get our little jabs. And now we've had our, our second booster. Do you know what I found out yesterday from Veronique in my French class? No. That booster that we got is... You're not eligible for that booster if you're under 60. Really? Yes. Because she just got COVID, and uh, she and I, I, so did her husband, and because neither of them were eligible, so you either have to have had a, some pre-existing condition and under, are under sixty mm-hmm. or over sixty. And she was saying that that's what this latest jab was designed for. Oh, interesting. So she, so she was wondering if I had, we had any reaction to it. I said, no, no, it was great. We had the Pfizer, and we're good. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and and, and you know, the, the, it it was interesting because we got um, a message saying you are now eligible. Ah, yep. See, so under sixties weren't eligible for this fourth. Oh, I did not know second that. booster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I feel good uh, because it it it's a very quick quickly contagious. She sh- said that uh, she started feeling bad on uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And Wednesday, horrible. And by Thursday, she's done. She was cooked. She was very tired, just Hmm. toast. And it hung around for a while, too. But so. Well, you went back to class yesterday. Yeah. 
Um, and she was she was back to normal. Well, she had tested negative, but she was all masked up and still had some respiratory thing oh, going no. on. Oh yeah, not fun. Wow. Yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah, no good news, I guess. Once we finally got the thing done, jeez. <laughs> I know you would think that everything is now on our card, correct? Because we we used our card. She input the information that we the, the information on the paperwork. She put it into the system. Okay. So. I would assume, but <laughs> if ever we... Yeah. We're taking it all. We're taking it all. Yeah. <laughs> I had quite the uh, experience the other day. I, what uh, was that? I took a run at changing the... Uh, we have a beautiful HP because we need for printing all these forms. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we have an, a nice uh, HP color printer and you know it's funny the printers are like five dollars and the toner cartridges are 14 million it's just the <laughs> most bizarre anyway so uh you did some research because you you you, you went to order the hp mm-hmm. cartridges the official yeah hp cartridge and uh, i think it was like 350 euros more for a cartridge or maybe more, like maybe it was even 400. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. It was an, a ridiculous amount of money. Insane. More than the photocopier. Yeah, more than the photocopier. And then you did some more research and found that uh, there's aftermarket uh, toner cartridges. Mm-hmm. And the reason for the expense is this little tiny computer chip that each cartridge contains. Right. So we ordered this and it comes with with a full kit of how to take <laughs> we ordered the aftermarket for way less and it comes with a a, a toolkit mm-hmm. to remove the uh existing computer chip and then stick it back into these you know yellow red and blue, blue mm-hmm. cartridges well I actually was quite impressed with my handiwork on this I was pretty impressed too like I I left the house cuz I thought this could go horribly wrong but when I came back, you had a big smile on your face and you had done the job. But here's the thing that I found out later. It, so one of the things the computer chip does with the original and with a new HP cartridge is it gives you your toner level. Well, if you just move, if you just replace that, it's got a memory in it. So that's a feature that no longer exists. We don't care, do no, we? No, we don't care. No, but you do need that computer chip for those to operate. So the, the the computer chip is now in all three of the color cartridges. Everything's working except for the toner level. Uh, so who, uh, hey, works. if, if all of a sudden there's no color there, you need a new cartridge. Simple. Yep. Yeah. No, well, job well done. Yeah. You saved the family. Uh, some... Oh, that's a lot of money. That's well, ridiculous. Yeah, I think, I think you, we probably saved like 300 euros somewhere around there. That is nuts. So, yeah. We, uh, we got quite the surprise the other day. We... We just said, hey, let's go to Rockacore for lunch because we, li- we like uh, the Center Cafe. We like little Maddie, the dog, the, their little house dog. She's so cute. Their little mohawk. Yeah. By the way, I've got uh, photos on uh, from this trip about uh, from Maddie because she was just, she was at the entrance greeting people. So I thought, I want to get a couple pictures. You got to see Maddie. She's the cutest dog. It'll <laughs> be on our Facebook page. Yeah. Well, when we got, when we got there, the place was packed. Popping. 
We'd never seen it, it, so many people, so many cars. And we thought, oh. What's this, going on today? Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is not looking good for Cause, lunch. Because we didn't, we didn't know this was all happening. No clue. It's a big surprise. No clue. So it was a special day in Rukakor. It was uh, uh, art and wine. How great is that? Art and wine day. So all of the local winemakers from Cahors and, and the region mm-hmm. had their stalls and had their degustation, mm-hmm. and all the artisans had their their sculptures, their artwork. Well, there was their... the, the steel guy that he makes steel sculptures out of like tractor parts and stuff. Really cool. Really cool stuff. Jewelry makers. Uh, there was something for everyone. Oh, and they even had a band, like a sort of a French umpapa <laughs> uh, brass band up there. And they were playing music. Everybody was having fun. There were actually people dancing. And there were all kinds of food stalls as well. It was really hot, though. I got to say, it was like 37. Mm-hmm. But everybody was everybody was having a great time. Well, yep. They were at the, there were kids there. There were dogs there. Mm-hmm. It was just a real family kind of day. But we thought, uh-oh, we're never going to get uh, into that restaurant because, well, it's going to be full. Right. We get there right before noon. And the restaurant opens at noon for, our, for lunch. Our, and our favorite, uh, our favorite server, Sandrine. Sandrine was there, and <clears throat> you know, this is why. This, hey, folks, this is why you tip. Okay, this <laughs> is why you tip people. So we said, uh, what are the the chances of us being able to grab a bite? And uh, the first, the the first person we were talking to didn't look very optimistic. And then she came out and she said. Uh, if if you can sit down now, no problem. Yeah, see, because the first person we 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 very rarely interact with, but Sandrine is like every time we go there and we tip because she's such a great server. And you know, uh, you get if you get a chance to go to Rockacore, go to the Center Cafe. Can't miss it's right in the center of town, <laughs> and she's just wonderful. She loves her job. She's always smiling, um, and uh, the food is guaranteed at this place. No, he never misses. Never misses. Mm-mm. So we had cold soup. Oh, it was delicious. We don't do that very often. And no. it was it was melon based. Like, it was like watermelon and beet. Yeah, delicious. and it was just delicious. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, it really ended up being a great visit because uh, we we uh, and and tons of photos. Man, I it, it was just uh, eye candy. Tons of stuff going on there, and that's the thing about France. There's always something going on, and we'll tell you about more things coming up uh, in, in this podcast. The villages love to have functions and events and and people show up. They do show up. You know, you know the one the, the, the one uh, kiosk I was looking for was the mustard kiosk. Where's the mustard mustard kiosk, there, please? There is no mustard in France. I know. Except <laughs> I was uh, doing my regular shop and where the mustard uh, used to be in the store, I just gave a casual glance over, and lo and behold, there were a few glass jars of mustard. Right. So I, I, I grabbed one, and I, I looked at it, and it said, made in the EU. Oh, China. No, EU. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's sketchy when it's EU and not France. Well, it doesn't say anything, really. Well, it could be anywhere in Europe. Well, it could be made in China and then assembled in Europe or whatever. No, no, no. They said in made in, yeah. Oh, right. And it was, it's, it's, it's weird. It's not the mustard that we're accustomed to. It was really bright yellow. Oh, like French's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff's horrible. 
But but uh, it was okay though. It, I mean, you you you. I, mi- I put it in a salad dressing, and it was just fine. Yeah, like you would mix that with like honey and that kind of thing for a salad, and vinegar with the salad olive dressing. Oil, yeah, olive oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no good. Well, because that that's it. It's all we could find here. That's and and the next time I was there, gone, gone, gone. yeah, gone. Oh no, the the shelves are bare, folks. You have no idea. So, so any anyone coming to visit us, <laughs> bring, mustard. bring mustard. <laughs> Which brings me to the French phrase of the day. The mustard? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Okay, I did very well last week. I yes, just want to remind you. There, there's one word I'm pretty sure you won't know. Um, oh, I'm I'm sure there's more than one word that I won't know. But as per your instructions, it's short. <laughs> so here we go. All right. La France sans Paris, c'est comme un gigot sans moutarde. So what's gigot? It's a like it's lamb, it's meat, and that's the word I didn't think you would know. Hmm. So gigot d'agneau is a, a, a lamb shank or l- oh, okay. lamb leg. I can't eat lamb. It's like it's like for me it's it's like chef. I can't eat lamb or goat cheese. I just those things should be. I love goat cheese. What's the uh, phrase again? Okay. La France sans Paris, c'est comme un gigot sans moutarde. So, the the French? La France. The country. Mm -hmm. Sans. Oh, sans. Oh, I thought it was sans. Okay. So, uh, the country minus Paris. Mm -hmm. C'est comme. Is like. Un gigot. Is like uh, a lamb. Sans moutarde. Oh, I see. France without Paris is like a uh, lamb without mustard. Correct. Huh. Brilliant. You got it. That's very good. Yeah. So it, it, I did not know. See, because I don't eat lamb, I didn't know that uh, mustard is such a staple for lamb. Oh, they, I think it's a staple for a lot of uh, meat. Mm-hmm. Like mustard is, is used uh, plentifully here. Um, so I think it for biftec for gigot, for any kind of, huh. they they like to use their mustard. Wow, there it is, the uh, French phrase of the day. Um, we got a chance. Now, we're going to flesh this out uh, when we have guests. But we we had a chance to go. Can you pronounce the chateau? Bonneguille. Oh, geez, that's so hard for an English person. Because there's no way an English person can say that without sounding like Inspector Clouseau. Can you say it, please, just for my entertainment? <laughs> you, you say it one more time. Bonneguille. <laughs> Bonneguille. <laughs> Shut up. Do, do you know where the name comes from? No, I don't. <laughs> it comes from Bonneguille. What's that? Bon. Yeah. Aiguille is, is a needle. Oh, I don't know. So, Bonneguille, because it's situated in such a perfect place to be a fortress. Oh. So. Okay. It was amazing. Now, um, we didn't go inside because we thought, okay, we're going to bring guests here. So, we'll, and so it's one of those ones where you got to pay, I think, to go inside. But there's tons of stuff to do. Like, it's huge. It's just, again, check out the Facebook page. There will be photos of this amazing chateau, restaurants below, kitschy little souvenir shops throughout. Mm-hmm. Great for kids. 
Lots of kids. Lots of kids. Lots of kids. And we, we weren't quite sure. Like, we just wanted to get a sense of where do you park? What mm-hmm. do you do? Um, you know, uh, how easy is it to get up to the top of the fortress? Which it was very easy. It's just, it's a ramp all the way up. Like, the, the stonework on these things is nuts. This is from, what, the 13th or 12th century it started? The 13th, the first part started. Holy, and how, like, what sort of... Do you do you know anything about this thing, like the in terms of who started it and? Not not really. I I, I know that the majority of the fortress was actually continued in late fifteenth century, early sixteenth by this really wealthy guy. Oh, and and so he he really was building this massive uh, structure, not so much for, for for safety, but to show that he was. Rich. You know, magnifique. He, oh. was, <laughs> he was great and rich and powerful. Well, it is. It, it is. It is that. It, it is. It is. It, it was never attacked, ever. Oh, is that right? No, never. <gasps> well, because so. it was very, rem- it's in a remote area. Yes. I mean, I'm sure that you'd have to know it was there. And th- remember, they're on horseback. If you don't, you know, if you don't know it's there, what's to attack? So, yeah, it had. Uh, it had a wine shop. So you could do a degustation there. You could do a wine tasting, and again, it had a, it had a, a, a halfway up the the hill. It had an ice cream shop, and then down below they had a noisy restaurant. We had a beer, and that was enough. Um, I don't think I'd go to eat there. It was like no. a lot of screaming well, kids it, because and... it's it's also a destination, and we're in we are in vacation time in Europe. You know, everybody's on holiday July, August. That's true. So it would be a very different experience if we were there in, in September or October. But apparently inside, and we'll check this out, and once we do with, with guests, we'll we'll report again uh, with more pictures from the inside. But they got a, like a dungeon in there. and Oh, yeah. There, there are, I think, 15 different sections to visit. So that would be, be fun. The only downside is, at least this is what it said on the, the one website that we went to, was if you take the the guided tour, it's only in French. So that's a waste of time for most of us. French or Dutch. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because the Dutch love this area yeah. of France. There are lots of people from the Netherlands. So, I, I mean, I don't know why. I bet you if they included an English one. But, you know, typically, like, I find that odd because most of the tours, like, you know, we've been in tours where you you buy the or you rent the the electronic device mm-hmm. and then you choose your language. Yes. And you just walk around and listen to the. I don't know why they don't do that. I you know, I don't. That's know. the easiest way to do it. Then you can have any language in the world on there, and you just bop around from you know one. Well, maybe that is offered. I you know yeah. we we didn't we didn't check that out. So yeah, so we'll take uh, a look. A little bit more on that. And they have this. Um, these shows uh, during the month of August oh, at, yeah. at night, and it's all lit up, and they've got the, the it's, stage. Yeah, and it, it, it's in the the belly of the fortress. So it even has a moat. There's a moat. <laughs> I, know, I know. Little moat around this thing. <laughs> uh, hey, we did a really cool thing the other day. We got in our bikes, our old people bike, our old people e bikes, and we just went. We just said, let's just go because we, and. and and so we went to our, our our new route, and then we just kept going. We went right into the village, and then we thought, or I thought anyway, let's just go a different way home and just see what happens. And you got all twisted up about the traffic, and you started walking. Oh, yeah, oh, I'm, not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't find myself that steady on on a bike. Like you've got way more confidence than I do. I mean, I'm a, I'm a good cyclist and I'm in, in relatively good shape. But when cars go whizzing by, yeah, whew, I that I just I it gives, just gives me the willies. So she starts walking, and now I'm looking. I'm cranking my head. No wonder I had a sore neck after this. But I'm looking back at trying to find you all the time. But anyway, we finally. Should I call you a wambulance? <clears throat> so we finally uh, get to more of an off-road area, uh, or smaller roads, mm-hmm. and we start ducking around. And Julie sees. I see the sign. Foie Gras Museum Five. Now. In our area, <laughs> there are signs for the Foie Gras Museum every Everywhere. ten every ten feet. It's like Tim Hortons, and um, so this one says five minutes. So we go, okay, let's give it a whirl. And it was uh, uphill, uphill uh, for a really long time against the wind. <laughs> <laughs> and they were lying. It, even by car, it's not five. It minutes. wasn't five minutes. It was twenty minutes by bike, easy. But anyway, we finally get to the Foie Gras Museum, which has always made me laugh. It's like, hey, come to the Salt Museum or, you know. It's, well, they've got a, a Pruneau Museum here. They've got a chocolate museum here. Pruneau being prunes. They have a prune museum here. They have here. a prune museum. So it's, yeah. So we get, <laughs> we get there and we were the only ones there, right? Yeah, we were the only ones there. And, and so we... Pull our bikes up to the the front, and the guy immediately comes out. No, no, there's a place for bikes over there. It's like, oh, brother. Like, we're the only ones here, dude. Okay, fine. We'll take the bikes back over to your little bike stand. And we went in. They have a little gift shop. We didn't do the museum tour. I think we might do that. uh, uh. (laughs) This is what we do. We go to places that have special uh, sites, and we don't see the sites. That's now what we're doing. We go to a chateau, but we don't go inside. Oh. And we go to the Foie Gras Museum, <laughs> but we don't take the tour. But we will. We but we will. will. We just we were. I think what we do is we just get. Uh, we're just scoping it out, um, so that we can make surveillance. Yeah, it, it research is. recon. Recon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that we can make plans for another day. Because here's the thing, when people come, then they're going to want to see that. So then we'll go. Then we'll go. Then. We'd, I mean, because how many times can we go like to inside of a foie gras? What the hell? You know, I, and by the way, neither one of us eats foie gras. I don't like the taste. We kind of don't like the way it's cultivated. And so eh, just not my favorite thing. But, well, it's one of the area's specialties. They had a gift <laughs> shop. You had foie gras everything. Everything. Like duck everything. Different flavors of yeah. foie gras, different, yeah. you know, spreads. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we grabbed a bottle of water and... Um, and a coffee. Yep. Very good coffee there. Yep. And we saw the sign that advertised that there's this big event on Friday mornings uh, held. So this is not just the Foie Gras Museum, but it's a farm, a working farm. Right. They've got, you know, ducks. They've got they've got chickens. They've got all kinds of... of mm-hmm. uh, oh, and picnic tables. Yeah. So uh, on next week's show... We're going to get more into this because we, we will return to the Foie Gras Museum in uh, Fresh Pesh. Is that how you say Fresh it? Fresh Pesh, yes. Fresh Pesh. Well, it's hard to say. Even in Fresh, because you're you're tempted to say Fresh. fresh. Yeah, Fresh Pesh. Fresh Pesh. Very good. And and what's the market we're going to go to see? C'est uh, le marché paysan. Um, what does that mean? Paysan is, is uh, hmm. Peasant? 
Yeah, yes, Peasant's Market. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, so, you know, f- f- 20 stalls will be there. Okay. Farmers from all around with produce, with baked goods, uh-huh. with, um, you know, crafts, all kinds of different things. And you you can have lunch there. Right. Um, the, they have music? They have music. Yeah, they, they, they walk around the tables, apparently. Oh, cool. Uh, and you can grab a lunch, sit down at the table. Um, they offer you an apéro at noon. Oh, yeah, Armagnac. Uh, he said Armagnac-based. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, I mean, Armagnac is a... a Pricey specialty. item, specialty. It's a beautiful uh, brandy, but uh, oh, that's cool. That's kind of cool. Hmm. So you know, it, it's a a perfect um, a perfect event. And it's right in in the grounds. Like the the Foie Gras Museum is 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 a museum, yeah. But the, they have huge grounds and uh, lots of events going on through the summer. And every Friday, this uh, fresh pesh market mm-hmm. uh, is happening. So we're gonna go check that out. And we will report back on it for next week's podcast. That's great. Yeah. So thanks for joining us for Chapter 29. Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic returns next Friday for Chapter 30. À très vite. Huh? The chef I watch on TV says that all the time. Okay. Au revoir.